Welcome back to our fellow imposters. We are thrilled to be coming to you, uh, not live, but recorded from a live recording with just the two of us. Right now is we're live at this moment. We We are alive and we're live. Both of those things. So with that, with that excellent introduction, thanks to both (laughs) of us. Uh, Taylor, how's, how's your week going? How was your labor day? How are you feeling about, about summer being over, even though we're just getting to the hottest months when it comes to living in Los Angeles? Yeah, I hate summer. Like it's just so uncomfortable. I really, really hate being hot. Um, it's just not comfortable. I, it, it, it makes me exhausted. It's just hard to do anything without feeling extremely fatigued. So I love the fall. But here in LA, it's just kind of a tease because it's like supposed to be fall and Starbucks is emailing me about the pumpkin flavors being ready. And I want to get my mm-hmm. pumpkin, pumpkin, cold foam, cold brew, mm-hmm. um, which I have, but it's like, I just went on a walk and I was dying. Like I couldn't even be out there that long because it's so hot outside. And you're right. Like I think September and October, are like the hottest months but like, you're not expecting it. So it's just annoying. So I don't know what to do about that. Thoughts. Um, I agree. I agree. And I saw a funny TikTok a few days ago about this girl sort of like making fun of being a quote unquote, like fall girl, Mm. just saying, be like, no, you guys, I'm so weird, but my favorite season is not the summer. It's fall like ooh, I need a blanket anyone want to go apple picking you know they do the little like vignettes you know what it's like I also saw a TikTok about this but on the other side and it was saying like why can't we just let women like things like I guess you know this is very topical for a podcast but why can't we that just is let so women- true that is you know so I mean? true yes like you're basic you're basic if you like summer and wearing shorts and bikinis or you're basic if you like fall and like no one likes winter so that's like not even a you know but yeah. uh, why, why like why has it become so basic in quotes or like annoying to like pumpkin flavored things and and, and like wearing sweaters and st- like, and boots, like relax, yeah. let, let us have something. I just don't understand why it's become like, I, I think like Instagram made it mm-hmm. kind of a thing because these like super white, uh, you know, long blonde hair influencers and they all are wearing the exact same thing. The but, like, blanket scarves and the boots and the big bags and the hat. But like, maybe that's just because those are great products and people like them and they like the look like, and if you don't like the look, then just don't close your eyes. Like, I don't know what to tell you, but just let us have it. It's just so annoying to be like, oh no, now I can't like fall because it's basic and it makes me basic. It's like, you don't need to have original likes and thoughts and ideas all at all moments. No one just does. Like, like, <laughs> when was the last time anyone had an original thought? Really? Really? We're just recycling things at this point. And I mean, you can't even like the word basic has now been upcycled into the word like chewy, which sounds like a strange <laughs> mouthfeel, honestly, um, when I say it. And I did a lot of research into this and I am 
Chugi. I'm the prototype. I like all of those things. Or at least I have liked all of those things with at one point within the past, I don't know, like three years. Um, but I don't, I feel bad about so many things right now. Like on top of that, I can't be bothered to feel bad about liking that first day where it's a little bit chilly outside. No, don't feel bad about it. Um, I'm just looking up the definition of chuggy on Urban Dictionary to share with any of our listeners that don't know what this is, including my parents probably. Um, <laughs> okay, so top definition, chuggy. And this is spelled C-H-E-U-G-Y. Who came up with this word? It's exactly not a, exactly what you said. Not a good mouthfeel. Not, not a good, a good mouthfeel. Makes me uncomfortable. The word, the, the, the vowels together make me uncomfortable. The E-U-G, oof, I don't know. It's creeping me out. Um, it says the opposite of trendy, stylish in middle school and high school, but no longer in style used when someone still follows these out of date trends. This may include, but not limited to fashion habits on social media usage of slang. Um, oh, this reminds me of, yeah. So like if you use the crying, laughing face emoji, like that's chuggy. I saw something today that was I like, I use that every have- day. So I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> It's so applicable to like so many things I do. Also like, yeah, why do we need to come up with a new language every, every couple of years? Like that, just use the emojis, how they're, how they're written. Um, yeah, yeah, I saw chuggy if short red nail polish is chuggy, like, huh? Like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. The fashionable nails these days are those fucking talon things with, with like the craziest designs ever. And how mm-hmm. do you do, I mean, I don't know. I, I wonder if there are any software engineers right in, let us know any software engineers, with those kind of nails. Cause how can you type? I don't think that's possible. So if, and like, if that's yeah, not, if, if that's not chuggy, like I don't want, or if that's what it takes to not be chuggy, then I'm, I'm fine being, remaining a chug noun. <laughs> the noun of that is a chug for life. Accept me as I am with all my likes and dislikes or don't and just leave me alone. Yeah. Exactly. I was going to try to transition into um, how your last weeks at Headspace are going. Um, it has been, it's been busy. We are on the precipice of launching some cool stuff that I have been very involved in. Um, so as of right now, it doesn't really feel like I'm leaving anytime soon because my day-to-day is still very much down in the weeds, begging people to look at my pull requests. Um, I, uh, I had a fun, uh, a fun time, um, a fun little uh, humility check today when I, I'm on call this week too. So, you know, stress levels are high. I feel like I'm just, I'm ready to go at any point. Um, but like, and why? Like, no offense, Monica, but why do you give a shit? Like, why do you care so much? Surely, I don't know. It's still my job for a couple of weeks, and like, to be honest, I don't have anything else to do except like think of things to give me anxiety. So I think it's like self protection a little bit. Um, but yeah, obviously, speaking, you don't want to leave. Like, yeah, you don't want to leave on a bad yeah. note. But like, no. Stressing you out, and like, the, yeah, you're like, get you're like, go working so hard and getting these pull requests in. Like, they're lucky to have really hard. I've worked really hard on this like thing that we're about to launch, so I'm I'm fully invested. 
Um, but, but speaking of, of anxiety, so earlier mm-hmm. today I was in like a bug bash of sorts and I was trying to, uh, like create an account in the app, which, you know, basic point of entry, uh, pretty, pretty important flow, I would say. Um, and I was in the production environment, so we're testing in the production environment, um, and I kept getting errors and I was looking at my logs and it was like a weird, like security handshake error, like didn't look like it was necessarily coming from the API. But at the same time, I, the deeper I went into the rabbit hole, I realized I could reproduce it on, you know, the, uh, version of our developer that I was testing on. But then I went and I reproduced it on oh no, like our release branch that real life people have access to. And then I reproduced it on a, like a bunch of other, and and I started panicking a little bit um, <laughs> because I'm on a call and I'm like, oh my gosh, do I need to create an incident? I also had a laundry list of other things that I had to get done today. So this was really like icing on the cake, exactly what I needed at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I start, before I created an incident, um, I started pinging like some other engineers. I pinged a guy who works on the API team. And I was like, Hey, sorry to bother you, but can I interrupt? Like, let me interrupt your day. And like, can you please download like the late, like some version of the Android app and try logging in? I'm seeing this weird authentication error. I'm not sure if I should create an incident or not. And then I also sent this same Slack to like my Android channel. And then because no one responded to that, I sent it directly to one of the Android chapter leads who also graciously, and, and like both of these, uh, fellows got back to me and they were like, oh, looks good to me. And so now I'm really like, uh, kind of freaking out. It's like, oh my gosh, like, what is this happening to users? Like what's, what's going on? And I'm like researching this, um, you know, looking up this bug on Stack Overflow, literally about to, uh, page myself to create an incident and, you know, get like an all hands on deck kind of situation and really like put on my incident commander hat. Um, And then I just saw this like one line um, response on Stack Overflow based on like the error I was getting that just said, this can happen if you changed the time on your device. And sure enough, Taylor, what was I testing earlier today? But uh, if a specific attribute in the app would change uh, after 24 hours had passed and how did I test that? Well set my device to two days from now. And what does that do? Well, it throws a security error when you uh, try to log in, you don't change it back. Um, so that was like, a, like 45 minutes um, of my day, probably. Fortunately, I did not create an incident because although I think that would have been really funny during like my last couple weeks of working at Headspace, um, but but I'm glad I didn't because I only had to um, send sort of like mea culpas to two individuals and one Slack channel. Um, but but yeah, that's um, that's a little snapshot into how my week has gone. And you survived it. And 
I survived it. There was actually no threat uh, to begin with. The threat was just uh, in my mind um, and in my device's calendar, internal calendar. But but yeah, I survived. Were you using a real phone for this? No, because my real phone's an iPhone. Oh, duh, duh. Because I, I was going to say, I've done that before on my iPhone when I had to test something like that. Mm-hmm. And um and like, we're talking about setting the time, like you can go in settings and like not set it automatically and set it ahead mm-hmm. or behind, which I don't know why we even have that ability. It's kind of random, but, um, but yeah, I did that one time. And then like my texts, like basically anyone that texts me in that period was like texting me in the future. And then, yeah. and then like, I would never get, um, notifications for that person ever again, because it's like they had already texted me in the future. It was so confusing. I was like, why am I not getting notifications for this person? It's so annoying. I would like always miss their texts. And it was because of that. So that's a, that's a pretty treacherous one. But, you know, the, the lesson here, listeners, seems to be, um, you know, persevere. Always check that stack overflow. Google what's going on and you'll find it. And sometimes we just freak ourselves out for no reason and everyone does it. And you know, hopefully it doesn't last a few hours and hopefully you don't pull too many people in. But like, if you ask someone a question and then you end up being wrong, it's like, it's whatever. It's like, they can, they, they've already moved on to something else. They're not like, wow, Monica, that's embarrassing. <laughs> can't believe you did I that. that funny. No, it sounds like I can believe I did it. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. But, but yeah, I, um, in that situation, if I had a couple weeks left at my job and I found a bug that no one else could reproduce, I would say, okay, on to the next. <laughs> and I would move on. <laughs> move on. But luckily, I'm not in that position anymore. Mm-hmm. With my new job, I, I feel like I've I've had um Every time I, I've been kind of hopping around to different teams, like I'm still on my normal team with my manager, but mm-hmm. if we don't have our project ramping up for a while. I'm kind of doing little trial runs on other teams, not, not even trial runs, like just like time on the other teams to help yeah. them out, learn about what they're working on. So it's kind of like every two weeks, I kind of have to impress new people and like meet them mm. and see a different code base and like learn about different stuff. And this last week I've That's been on- experience. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. It's good. Um, this last two weeks I've been on the UI systems team. Ooh, and, I heard about this team. Yeah. And it's just so cool. Cause I think we try to do this at headspace unsuccessfully. Um, um, like UI systems, um, means like a user interface UI mm-hmm. and it's like, um, I'm not, I'm, I'm saying this for our listeners, Monica, I know, you know, um, <laughs> Um, it means like any components that you see on the device. So like you see a button or like the, the, um, the text, uh, a field that you enter your password in, you know, a loading spinner when you see something spinning. So stuff like that. It's like all of those things are, um, components and like you have to use them multiple places in the app. So ideally like you build it once then you reuse that same thing all throughout the app, but it's kind of easier said than done because, um, you know, sometimes they're specific to one screen or sometimes they happen mm-hmm. in a different order of events. And 
So um, I had never really seen it done that effectively, but this whole team is dedicated to creating these components. And there's a demo app where they, um, like the components aren't associated with any of the Square apps. They're just like in a demo app where you can view them and see how they work. And then Mm -hmm. you implement them in your feature. And um, it's just super cool. It's very detailed. All all the engineers are like super detail-oriented and like a really like, have a big passion for UI, like are always like trying to get on the same page across platforms. Um, so yeah, it was kind of an intimidating, intimidating team to come into. Cause it was like, my team is like seven people, my normal team, this team has like 20 plus like, and I had to ask a question and I had to ask it in a, in a work session meeting where there were like 20, 25 people. I was like, ah, like, hi everyone. I have a question. And like, you know, you're so worried about asking stupid questions because you haven't been there that long. And like, it may be obvious to someone else, but not to you, but obviously no one, no one, no one is judgmental about that. They're like, whatever you're new and it's fine. Um, but it's been good. I've been building a tool tip. Um, so that we love a tool tip. Yeah. It's like when you press on like a little info icon and then a little, little kind of banner pops up, giving you more information about what that thing does. Um, sometimes you'll see it in like password fields where maybe you type your password wrong, or maybe you're creating a new password and you'll see it's like incorrect. And then you type the, the info button and it'll say your password must include like seven special characters, characters, whatever. So that's what I'm building. So that's been cool. And I was like super intimidating, intimidated to put up a pull request with the stuff that I built. Um, but when I did last week, like the guy that I'm working with was like, like, it's looking great, like nice work. So I'm like, okay, you know, it's just like every time, every time you like even submit any kind of work, you're just like, shoot, like, do I know anything? Um, but I do. And so I'm getting happens to me now sometimes. Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, it's just like, I feel like it's, it's taking me less time. Like I'll I'll have it for a split Mm -hmm. second. Then I'll be like, no, like what else would I have done in this? You know, Mm -hmm. I have been in this code base for two days and this is what I got out of it. Like there, if you, if you expect more than that, then whatever. Um, so yeah, no, that's been really good. Um, and yeah. And, and like, I feel like my, and it's been challenging enough, but Mm -hmm there's enough in the code base for me to like work off of. So it's not like building things like fresh. Um, but yeah, it's been like time consuming and like, I feel like, you know, kind of like in the flow in the, like that flow zone of like being engaged in something and like, kind of like time, you know, time passes, which is great. Mm -hmm. Like there's nothing worse than being like, what am I going to do today? Okay. I'll work on this bug. And you're just like kind of counting down the hour. Like this, this is like, it can be a little tedious, but, um, it, I don't know, it's, it's been enjoyable and it's helped pass the days are going by, which is to me is a good signal of like a good, a good, good day of work. Um, yeah, 100%. There's nothing more like frustrating and also just kind of demotivating as not knowing what you're supposed to be working on as where like the priority is unclear or maybe you're blocked on one thing and it's not really clear yet like what else you should be working on um yeah yeah 
Yeah. Or just like working on kind of an endless like bug. That's really confusing. They're not quite sure of. Yeah. Uh, or like is not reproducible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In, ugh, investigating. Investigating. Oh my God. I just spent so much time investigating. I'm Sherlock Holmes, you know? Yeah. I feel like that's, that I, or at least I've seen that happen before where, you know, it's like to ramp up the new person. It's like, let's throw them all these bugs that none of us have been able to figure out. Totally. totally. And then you're just like, okay, that happened to me a little bit, but, um, it was bugs that were super old, like a year and a half old. And yeah. so some of them even like, were not reproducible because they just like were fixed, I guess. And so that feels nice to be able to like, at least clear out a backlog that's been mm-hmm. hanging out that just like no one has had time to dress, yeah. uh, but, um, yeah, I, it's been good. It's been good. I'm feeling productive, but still not like too much pressure on me to, to perform, even though I do put that pressure on myself, but I'm finding it's, it's like, I think it's a little less than when I started at Headspace. It's like, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll have, the doubt, I'll have the doubt, but then I'll do it and be like, oh yeah, I can do this. And then Oh, actually I have a good story. Um, I was in a call yesterday, um, and a guy that used to work on my team was onboarding another guy who was working on stuff for my kind of stuff for my stuff that my team deals with. And he was like, Oh, I want to include you. Um, and I was like, I'm not going to know the answers. Like, I don't even know. (laughs) Well, like I literally, I just haven't even looked at that thing he was talking about. And, um, he was like proposing a solution, um, and it was two, it was two guys like very, you know, lovely guys, but like, it w- it was tough for me to get a word in. And, um, and I, at the end, like, I was like, well, what if you basically, it was like, we were waiting for a response to come back for something to determine whether we should show a, a, a button or like a list in an item, a, an item in a list. And like he had, and he was like, he was like animating that item in, into the list when the response came back. So you could be on the page. Like imagine you have a table of items mm-hmm. and then in the middle of that table, like one item just expand, like a new item just appears out of nowhere and expands. And I was like, that's kind of weird. Like it, it like doesn't look good. <laughs> like, and like, and why that, would it need to appear in the center of the list? Like, right, right. I think that's just like where it was before, but yeah, I guess this, okay. you're right. That you're even, you're saying a better suggestion too than, than what he had. That wasn't a suggestion. Point. I was genuinely just like, yeah, you I think that's just, to a list. I imagine it would go to the top or the bottom. That was just like where it was in the list already. Like it, it, mm. it's like, a setting, it's like a settings list. Um, and that was oh, where it got it. Okay. For some use, like some users don't have access to this item. And you don't know that until you're on the page. I don't know. It was super, I didn't understand what was happening, but at the end of it, I ended up giving like a better, I was like, why don't you just have all the items and just like disable that item and then enable it when it becomes, you know, if it comes back. Um, and they were like, oh, like, at, like I, the, the guy that I gave that, that suggestion to was like, Oh, that's actually a good idea. And I know oh, he didn't actually. mean that. I know he didn't mean that. I know he didn't mean like I'm shocked you gave me a, an actually good idea, but I was just laughing like <laughs> Yeah, it actually was. Um not not even that this idea was at all like groundbreaking, but it yeah. felt good. It felt good to it always feels good to have a be able to like contribute to something especially when you think you have like no context or no capability to contribute in the first place. And then you actually 
Like, it's just a reminder of like, you got, I have a lot of that in my mind and like, I know stuff, like I, I can do, I I know stuff and I can help. (laughs) I can help. I know. I know. Call on me. I can help. That was actually helpful. That was, that's actually a good idea. So I think I had a stress dream about starting my new job at Square earlier this week. Um, it was, I might need some help interpreting it. Um, because it was probably not what you would expect. Certainly not what I would expect. And I am no stranger to a stress dream. Um, before you say this, Mm -hmm. I actually may have, I may have a resource for us because for Christmas last year, one of the gifts I got my sister was a dream decoder set of cards. So maybe oh. I'll, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll be able to reference those cards later. Um, if we can, okay. come. we can do if that in our, maybe in our next episode, um, a live decoding and who knows how many other like dreams I might have, you might have yeah. before then, um, okay. in this, yes. in this dream, um, it seemed as though, and this was a couple nights ago so the details are a little fuzzy at this point but um it seemed as though I had been hired by Square um not to write code but to play basketball (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad you didn't tell me about this ahead of time because I'm so glad I'm I'm getting my genuine And, Live reaction. Um, so <laughs> I like opening scene. I'm in a gymnasium of sorts, uh-huh. and it looks like I heard what this is actually interesting, and I don't know if it's true. Um, but I heard once that when you have a dream, every like location that you're in and every face that you see it is definitely something that you have like seen and processed in the past. Um, so you, your brain doesn't just like invent a face or a place out of the blue. It is something either like a place that you've been or a person that you've seen, or maybe something that you saw on TV or something. Um, Mm. so with that in mind, I think if I'm remembering correctly, this was the gym of the Holton Arms School for Girls, where I used to attend summer camp and then later uh, was a camp counselor or CTI, one of the two. Um, and so I, I spent some formative summers there. Uh, know it pretty well. Actually, I think did maybe like a basketball elective a couple of summers okay. in a row. Um, so I might, you know, I knew my way around these courts. Um, yeah. But... In in my dream, I'm having flashbacks to how I did really well in my quote unquote like basketball interviews. Um, but I'm not performing well on my first day on the courts as as an employee. And you know, my manager can tell I'm really disheartened and he pulls me aside and he's like, Hey, you know, it's it's gonna be okay. A lot of people have had like rough starts before. And also, like, all of the balls were, like, half deflated. 
and it made it literally impossible to maybe not half deflated, but like deflated enough so that it was very hard to like control them. It was like I would try to dribble it and it would just kind of like it would hit the ground and then it would bounce like a little bit, not up to, back up to my hand. And then it would just kind of like roll away. So I'm not, you know, I'm like balls are going all over the place and I'd like, I, I just feel overwhelmed and I'm also the only person there. So I don't know like who I'm playing basketball with. It seems like I'm just supposed to be like dribbling and shooting, but, but yeah, like nothing's working out. Um, Mm. and, and it was, it was really stressful. So what I'm hearing is, um, you're, you're worried that you're, uh, you're not going to have the tools to do, to do the job that you were hired for tools, physically, the balls, mm-hmm. deflated balls, <laughs> our tools mentally, mentally, you know, the, 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 my brain is going to be deflated by the yeah, time I get there. Brain. Yeah. The balls are your brain. And, um, and, you know, maybe it's, you know, you're looking around, you don't see your teammates. It's new teammates. You don't, these faces, faces have not been, these faces have not been filled in yet. You, you feel isolated and alone on your own court. Um, and, um, and a lack of, of, uh, does it sound like a lack of preparation? It seems like you didn't need preparation. Um, may, may I ask you for your, in your dream, were you aware that you had done basketball interviews or in your dream, had you done the same coding interviews for this job? No, in my dream, I remember I had done basketball interviews <laughs> and, then, and they went well. Like I kept telling myself in my dream, I was like, they hired me to play basketball. I must have done something right in, in these basketball interviews. Yeah. I think that, I mean, the, the most clear, most clear direct, uh, direct line for me is that you're worried that you're not going to measure up to your, your performance in the interviews, Monica. Mm -hmm. You know what? You're not the first one to tell me they've had a dream about having to learn how to play basketball really quickly. Really? On short notice. In my defense, I played a lot of basketball from like third to eighth grade. So this was, again, not my first time on the courts. But, but go on. It's not your first time coding either, Monica. And maybe <gasps> it's not about experience. It's about your view of yourself. Did you, when Damn. you went to the school and you played basketball, was it traumatic? <laughs> did you, did you disappoint Everything anyone? It was traumatic. Oh my God. <laughs> Are you kidding? Yes. Did you disappoint coaches? Did you did you not show up with your full full capabilities to the game or something? Like what a weird, what a weird tie in. I mean, my full capability to the game, I'm I'm just not, I mean, I know this may shock you, Taylor, but I'm not a natural athlete. Um <laughs> I was I was always really tall for my age in like elementary and middle school. Um, so I felt a lot of pressure to be good at basketball. Um, because everyone was like, Oh great. Like she'll be center and she'll like score all the baskets. And that I scored a few, but I was never 
Um, I was never the strongest or like fastest person on that team by a long shot. And I hate running. I've always hated running. Like, so I would be like hopping and popping up and down the courts. I was later diagnosed, um, in high school when I was still having the same problem. And I went to see a bunch of specialists and finally, I'm like, I was at first, I thought it was like asthma inhalers didn't help. And then finally I went to someone and did all the tests and stuff. And he was like, you don't have asthma. You're literally having panic attacks when you run. While you were playing? Yeah. Just, or just like while I, or just like while I was running. So it might be like during a game, but it also might just be like during warm-ups or like drills or whatever. Mm-hmm. Exercise and use panic attacks. Look it up. Okay. Well, that makes sense if like that's like a big source of your panic attacks would make sense why that's coming up in the dream. Maybe worried about having panic attacks. Also a fear, like kind of some performance anxiety, like a lot of pressure put on you. Performance anxiety. Should be able to do it. You should be able to score all the baskets. And that could be the pressure you're putting on yourself to perform at your new job, Monica. But I'm here to tell you it's going to be okay. I feel like it is a little bit torturous though, since you have such a long, like you have still even more than a month from right now until Mm -hmm. you start. So you have all this time to think about it and like ruminate on it. And that that'll make it worse than just if when you just jump into it, it's kind of like you're nervous, but then you've started and you're in it. You know, it's like, I, I didn't have too much yeah. time to be like, Dude, what if I am terrible? Um, but it's like, you've done, you've, 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 uh, let's stay in your, in your basketball metaphor. You've attended practice. You've, you've played in a lot of games. Um, and, and you, you survived. You did a great job. Doesn't sound like you were, you know, Shaq or Kobe, but it sounds like you, you, uh, <laughs> you tried hard and, um, I'm hoping that square won't bring you coding induced panic attacks. <laughs> I would certainly be a first. Um, yeah, that would be tough, but yeah, no, I mean, you're definitely right. That was a, thank you for that, uh, insight role interpretation. Um, this could be a side hustle for you. You know what? I just want to Google like, um, basketball in dream (laughs) or like basketball stress dream. Oh my gosh. Wait, oh my gosh. There's like actually some things coming up when you dream about basketball. It can be about both teamwork and cooperation, Perhaps you're in a situation in your waking life that demands help from others in order for it to work. You may be struggling on your own, so it might be time to ask for help. It can also be a reminder that you need to focus on your goals. If you've lost sight of them, no, you haven't lost sight of them. You're, you're, you're achieving them. Um, if you were playing basketball against another side as part of a team, it's possible you have conflict in your waking hours that needs to be resolved. You weren't, you were playing just with yourself. <laughs> I was playing with myself. Yeah. Wait, oh my gosh, here it is. If you were bouncing a ball on your own, you may be trying. (laughs) This is so funny. It doesn't say anything about deflated balls though. If you were bouncing a ball on your own, you may be trying to work something out and it could be the right time to make a decision. Molly. Oh no, I've already made my decision. (laughs) Maybe it's a delayed, maybe it's just like a delayed reaction. 
You know what the deflated yeah. balls? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna Google deflated balls in dream just to see if anything comes up. But deflated balls reminds me of like when you um when you can't run, like in their dream, you're mm-hmm. trying to get away and you like can't run, like your legs don't work. Um yeah. oh my gosh, Monica, deflation such as well, you weren't they weren't deflating, you were just saying they weren't like full of air to be bouncing like correctly. But this yeah. says this is deflation, such as a deflating balloon, tire, or ball could represent a challenge or obstacle, a downturn in mood or events, a loss of momentum, or a deflated ego or loss of self-esteem. Wow. Oh, no. Wow. That's deep. Well, um, I'll tell you, I haven't been asked to play basketball yet. That's really I, good. That's It's early. That's really good. It's early. <laughs> No one has, no one has put me on a court yet. Not to say it can't happen. <laughs> it would be tricky to do remotely. <laughs> I must say. That would be really hard. Um, you know what? You know, what's really funny is basketball for me is one of those sports that I have horrible memories about too, because I, wanted to play basketball in high school, just with my friends, like a bunch of my friends played basketball. I was like, I'll just like play on the freshman team with you guys. And like, just Mm -hmm. have fun. Like, well, who gives a shit? I'm not good. I played played basketball for one year when I was a little bit younger and my dad was the coach and our team finished completely last. I think we scored like on our own basket. Like we we just were really good. Oh, we did that once too. Good time. (laughs) But like, for some reason, I'm like, this is, this is kind of a brag, but like, I'm not trying to brag. Like I, when I tried out for the team, they, um, the athletic director, whoever was like, um, you know what you're, you're athletic. Like we think you should be on the varsity team. And I was like, what the heck? I don't want to be on the varsity. (laughs) Listen, I cried every day after I almost said rehearsal after practice it was so stressful. It wasn't fun. I wasn't with any of my friends and all my friends were like, what the fuck? Like rude. Now you're not even on our team. And, um, it was just so ridiculous. Cause I was with these huge older girls. I was a freshman, like huge old girls. I had to like sprint around, you know, when, you know, we have to run, what are they called? Suicides Mm -hmm. like on the court. And then on top of it, I wasn't going to see any playing time. I was traveling right. to all these fucking games with this team. I'm not friends with anyone. I don't know really anyone. And I have to just like be along for like to train with this team and then never see an ounce of playing time. And if I did see playing time, I was scared to death. Like I was like, don't put me in. I don't even want to be in. So yeah, I have horrible associations with basketball too. I don't know if they've resurfaced, resurfaced in dreams, but, uh, I quit. I quit. Like I, that's like, I think one of the only times I like quit something definitely a sport but I was just like this is not fun like I I want to do this for fun and now I'm like I don't I I don't care about being a basketball star unfortunately not that I would have become one um I don't think I had I don't think I had it had it in me um but basketball is a tough sport so I feel you if I had a dream where I was back on that court I would uh not enjoy it either yeah yeah. I saw my parents this weekend just to take a left turn out of this conversation. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, let's get, let's take a left turn away from my deflated ego. <laughs> yeah, I think we I think we covered it. I think we've like I mm-hmm. think we've, we've analyzed it. 
Um, <laughs> deflated ego. <laughs> I just saw my parents for dinner and something new happened where they both quoted our podcast to me and I didn't know what they were doing. Cause I was like, it, it wasn't even like something they, they just, they were leaving and they, my mom goes, Taylor, Taylor, bye. And I was like, bye. Like what? See you later. <laughs> she was like, and then my dad was like, oh yeah, when you do that, bye. And I was like, did I say that? Or did Monica say that? We are literally just saying bye at the end of the episode. And I guess we've done yeah. it a couple of times. So I guess now we have to keep doing it. Cause then my dad was like, yeah, like Jason Bateman and like some other actors have a podcast and that's how they like sign off their podcast. So we're on to something. Um, but <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I thought he was going to be like, yeah, like Jason Bateman told me that he listens to your podcast and like, that's his favorite part of it too. And I was like, right on Jason Bateman. We, we don't the have kind of audience podcast. we need. We, we can't say for certain that Jason Bateman doesn't listen to our podcast. Like we just don't know that. No, There's no- he, I mean, he probably does. No, like he does. Especially if he has a podcast himself, he's on the charts, he's browsing around, like looking to see what other people are up to. Mm-hmm. And though our subject matters like really don't overlap, I think, you know, he maybe he he wants to get some inspiration from other other people dealing with different topics. So you really never know. Um never speaking know. of the reach of our podcast, we got, I mean, there are people listening and sometimes they reach out and say the nicest things and really that's right. We did. You got a nice in mail this week. A LinkedIn mail. Yeah. It really reaffirms why we're doing this. Um, I won't say her full name if she's listening. Hi, Anna. Um, but she just like said the nicest message and said, um, like congrats on square. Just wanted to say that I found your podcast earlier this year when I was interviewing and hearing other women talk about their experience in tech has been the biggest comfort slash motivation during quarantine interviews. Like, ugh, we're inspirations. I'm so grateful for that. I mean, honestly, like it really, like the interview process itself is so, uh, it's such a black box because it's so different everywhere that it really only takes you to hear about one interview that's positive mm-hmm. to be like, oh, like, I can do that. Like, I mean, that's what happened with me. My friend MJ, who works at Square, we got to get her on here actually. And she was on your interview panel. She Um, was on my interview panel. She's my. uh, She worked at Disney with me as an intern, um, and uh, she like was going to Square, and she we were just like catching up. She's like, yeah, I'm going to Square. Like their interview was like you know super, you know, not scary. I think is the word that we used previously. Um, and so like, it really only, it it took that. And I was like, Oh, okay. And then it kind of like, you know, wormed its way in my mind. And I was like, Oh, it it just helped me consider it a little bit more. And then when it, when I finally like got to the point where I was feeling ready to interview or feeling ready to even go down that path, I just like had that in my mind. I was like, Oh, MJ made it through. I can make it through too. And anyone else out there trying to interview it's, it's truly a a buyer's market, so to speak. Like people are hiring so many, like so for so many positions right now. And, you know, get that first failure under your belt and move along. Like, mm-hmm. or don't get a first, you're going to think you're going to get a fail. job <laughs> or just get the darn job, you know? Um, and I think it's just like, yeah, during quarantine, we're all stuck here still at home. You're not going back into your office for a while. And I've had people reach out to me too about like my thoughts on working remotely 
quote unquote forever since our office is in San Francisco. And like, no, it's really not my first choice at all. Like I, I, I'm not looking forward to the day when all of my team is in the office and I'm not, but we don't know when that's going to happen. It could very well be another year. Like I, I, I don't know. So it don't, I, I guess I would say like, just don't let the pandemic or fears about pandemic kind of stuff, like keep you in a, in a place where, you know, is not serving you, you know? I was actually having a very similar conversation with someone, um, a few weeks ago about remote work and how, you know, my team adjusted and how I personally adjusted. And I used to say too, you know, like not my first choice at all. Cause I really liked the dynamic of working with other people and talking to them in person. Um, but it's also, it's so convenient to work at home. Like there's so many pros too. And I also think that, um, the majority of offices, especially those in tech, which seem to be super attuned to, um, you know, I, I feel like in general, attrition just tends to be higher in tech. Like people kind of bop around a lot. And I think that companies are very attuned to that and they are very concerned with, um, employee morale and wanting people to stick around. And so I really think a lot of places, even if you do live within commuting distance are going to move to a hybrid mm-hmm. kind of model. Um, so even if, most of our teams are back in the office. I don't think it'll be back in the office every day. And at least in our case, they're in San Francisco, we're in LA, we're still in the same time zone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would be a lot more difficult working, even like an hour difference, I think could be difficult, more difficult. For sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. I, I found it helpful. Like, kind of like similar idea of a gratitude journal, but like, Hmm. um, but not, not, I'm not writing it down, but just like noticing when I'm working from home and I'm able to do something that I wouldn't be able to do if I were in the office. So for Hmm. example, like at like 3 PM today, I finally finished this big PR for the, the tool tip component that I was talking about at the beginning of the episode. And I put it up and I had answered a lot of comments and there were no comments at the moment for me to address. And I was just like, I'm going to go for a walk like at 3 PM outside, you know? And like, just, it's so like the light was so pretty. And like, I walked by the beach and the ocean and like the waves, like the light on the waves. And I was just like, this is so nice. I mean, it was hot as, as can be, but I was just like, this is so nice. Like if I were in an office, you know, you don't really do that. You kind of take walks, like coffee walks with people that sometimes get so sucked in. Um, And sometimes those are like one-on-ones. They're not just like a casual. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I I just try to recognize all the times that I can just like do things for myself and, um, you know, just contribute to work-life balance and be like, yeah, no, this is like really great. Um, So that's been helping me. And yeah, it really isn't all bad. And I'm totally fine. Like I I would, the only thing I don't like is having like my desk in my living space where I can always see Mm -hmm. it, but yeah, whatever it's, it's fine for now. Um, and whatever, it'll be that much more festive and fun. We get to go 
travel to SF and visit our buds. Oh yeah. We'll have so many buds at that point too. Just overflowing, overflowing with buds. I too had a nice little respite this afternoon. I did um, a 45 minute meditation. Um, I'd say about 15 minutes of that was a nap. Um, But it was really nice. Yeah. It was really nice because I was just, yeah. I know I'm not a napper at all. And this wasn't supposed to be a nap, but it just so happened to be like a body scan meditation. We're supposed to be lying down. I was, uh, it was like, feel free to lie down on your bed. And I was like, oh, I don't mind if I do. Um, uh, one thing led to another. All of a sudden I was dreaming something. Um, not, not the basketball, basketball dream. <laughs> not the basketball dream. No, it was like a... Um, I think it was just, I, I don't think I fell fully asleep. I just, I kept on like catching myself where I would be like, Oh, Oh no, I'm asleep. Yeah. Got to get back. Got to get back to, uh, focus on my left shoulder or wherever we were, uh, in the body scan at that point. Um, and I say that and it's like, I know we're talking about things that you like can't do while you're at the office. Whereas like, I feel like at Headspace, you totally could go and do a 45 minute meditation at any point and like no one would bat an eye but it's not you wouldn't though you would feel super weird like we had a couple rooms where like there are meditation yeah. rooms specifically but like if you went and locked yourself in a room for 45 minutes like with the lights out laying down I think it'd be kind of weird I don't know I think people maybe I've definitely that. seen people do that before I've done I've done 20 minutes in in one of the meditation rooms before yeah maybe up to 30 but I still I, I still feel like if you if you did that and then talked about people would be like, right on, like, good job. Yeah. 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 No, they, no one would, yeah, no one would, no one would judge you for it. Way to live the bra- You'd probably get bonusly for it. Yeah. True. That's Courageous true. heart. Really, really living, <laughs> living for the brand. Um, yeah. Sometimes a nap can really rejuvenate you though. Aside from meditation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I wish I was, I wish I was better at it. Um, I'm a good, like nighttime sleeper. I just feel like the only time I'll really nap is if I am sick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My favorite thing ever is like, if you're like out all day, like this like is on the weekend. If you're like out all day doing something like strenuous, like a hut, let's say you're doing a hike or like a walk on the beach or like you're just out all day talking to people. And then you come home and you shower and put on, and like, it's still like kind of like evening ish. Like it's not like late at night. And then you shower and like put on like comfy clothes and then you like watch mm. TV and fall asleep. Mm. During, oh, perfect. Just so great. So yeah. Great. Cause then it's like, you've done stuff. You don't feel like lazy for like napping on the weekend, like sleeping on your couch. Yeah. You've already done stuff when you shouldn't feel guilty. Anyway, you're allowed to lay on your couch and nap, but mm-hmm. you know, just, go. but sometimes we need reminders because of oh, the way the culture time. has, the way diet culture has fucked with all of our brains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, diet culture and like, like achievement and like hustle, hustle culture. So some weird stuff has been going on in Texas mm-hmm. and it's pretty upsetting. 
it's just so, oof, it's just so like handmaid's tale, like with the, um, you know, vigilante stuff. It's just like so nasty. Yeah. That that it's like in the hands of the people to, that's what makes it like extra creepy in my opinion. And just, it's just this. And they get money, they get money for it. So it's like, it, it's going to literally turn into a business. Like I can literally envision now like a, a website or an app that's like, you know, who's pregnant, like find, yeah. like, like submit your tips here. Like, oh my God, it's so scary. Like, can you imagine? I'm so glad we don't live there now. I'm like afraid to go to Austin. Yeah. It's just like, it's so disheartening, especially when you know, we're on here talking about how, you know, we're getting better day by day, um, speaking out for ourselves and talking ourselves up and, you know, rallying ourselves, working in an industry that is, and will for some time continue to be male dominated, um, and male led. And then to see, something so um so detrimental to all women um you know specifically women in Texas but just to be you know a woman anywhere and for this to happen and be aware of it and have it happen in your country is super super disturbing yeah it's just like a reminder that um like women are viewed as less than like what like we are well and that our bodies are not our own right and that other people can like make laws about them and i i saw this interesting um and like very true post the other day because the law is like it's illegal after six weeks right which Mm -hmm. is like no time like no. it that and that's also very um that operates under a, a very incorrect assumption that all women have a four week cycle and that's just like not true and the reason that that persists is like this is just how women's bodies work is because there's not enough science about how women's body works because women are so underrepresented in terms of like science and health and tests and trials and all of that, especially women who are, you know, like in their like fertile window pre-menopause. Um, but some women have irregular periods. Like it's not uncommon at all to not, you know, you're not pregnant, but you still might not get a period like within four weeks or within six weeks. So you wouldn't even necessarily know it's so, it's so ridiculous. And it's still just like drives me crazy how it's still always like the burden is always on the woman when it comes to, um, like even up to like getting pregnant, like, uh, birth control can be like very difficult to get it can be depending on what type you choose. If you do choose to use it, it can be like super disruptive uh, to your body. And it's like 2021 and there's really like not a lot of great 
options out there. Um, and yet it's still, it's still, you know, the burden and responsibility and now potential like punishment, like living with getting an abortion, I think is traumatic enough. enough. If, that's, if that's the decision that you choose to make, um, without needing to bring like the law, into law enforcement into it. Yeah, I saw something that was like, what if we just have every man do every like boy get a vasectomy <coughs> when they're born? Uh, they're reversible. They're like a hundred percent effective or something like that. They're reversible yeah. and like um, no side effects. And once they prove, you know, prove they're emotionally and uh, financially capable of reproducing then we can reverse that vasectomy <laughs> and yeah obviously it's laughable because men would never put themselves through something as uncomfortable um and painful as a surgery to prevent them from impregnating someone whereas we have to do exactly that <laughs> like exactly yeah. that uh, whereas we have to live with like a little piece of copper in our yep. bodies creating a constant level of inflammation but metal, like, that's is fine. metal is shoved up there the insertion process you can just imagine and yeah. uh, and that's that's the best alternative to yeah th- and that's our best option that's it literally be- our best option to being pumped with fake hormones like i'm a chicken on a ra- on a farm and 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 be crazy and have weight gain, acne, bloating, mood swings, like just and those are just things that's like oh women like you know women are crazy oh mood swings oh it's the time of the month it's like yeah only because we have to like do these crazy things to prevent getting pregnant and also like I don't know I, ha- I obviously haven't read the law I'm not a lawyer I don't know every the ins and outs of this law so forgive me if I get any of these things wrong but like. Um, I know people that like assist in the abortion are, are held accountable, Mm -hmm. but like, what about the guy that's also like part or in most of these situations, there will have to be a a man involved, um, for the pregnancy to occur or someone with sperm. Um, and like, where is that person in the, in the legal calculation? Where, where is that? Like you, (laughs) I assume you're making that decision together um, in most cases and you have no, you, you are just sitting pretty. Like you can just go impregnate someone every single day. So on that note, um, another interesting post, um, I think this one is from Leslie Jones, but she reposted it from someone else. And we can, we can end on this dark apocalyptic note, but it says, um, and I can't, I apologize. I, I would give credit, but it's, it's cut off at the top. So I can't see uh, who's originated this post. So come at me, slide into my DMs. Uh, if it's you, I'll give you credit on the next episode or whenever you <laughs> listen to this one. Um, but it says, one man can impregnate nine women every day for nine months. Those are 2,430 pregnancies. One woman can only get pregnant once within nine months, even if she beds nine men every day within nine months. That's only one pregnancy. 
So clearly, society is placing the birth control responsibilities on the wrong gender. Science is busy making pills and hormone-altering devices for the wrong person. I think I saw that too, and yep. Wait, where do they get the number nine, though? <laughs> nine every day. Is that just one a random number? One man can impregnate nine women every day. For I think that's just a random number. I mean, it could be, it could be more. Could be I think more. that was... There's no, there's no limit, right? I mean, maybe oh. there is. I don't know. The limit, I'm not the a guy. Limit I don't does know. not exist. <laughs> the limit does not exist. <laughs> oh my God. It's uh, so messed up, Monica. Oh my gosh. And like, yeah, this is just like such a good reminder of like you were saying, we can make so much progress and we can try to break into these male dominated fields and make things more comfortable and acceptable for, for us. And but at the end of the day, I can't, I can't move to Texas and make a decision about my body. Yeah. And that's really, really fucked up. At the, at the end of the day, like, yeah, decisions about us and our health are, are, are not always our own. Like some of the things that we deal with just on an everyday, like it's kind of, it's distracting to do your job and like live normally when like catastrophic things like this are happening. It like, yeah, it, it's really upsetting. So, um, so yeah, like just ask that you have some compassion or, or, you know, listen and like hear a different or not even a different point of view, but just like how it actually is kind of affects people's day-to-day lives or, you know, some women's day-to-day lives, um, uh, women and people that can get pregnant. So, I mean, oof. well, this is like oof. a tough, tough thing to end on. <laughs> This is this has been a wild ride of an episode, though. We've covered a lot of territory. We really covered a lot. Basketball, the babies. It's we've been all over the place. Oh, from basketball to babies. Wow. I guess you know how we're gonna end this. I do. Okay, Monica. Well, until next time. Bye. Bye.